welcome to the first What I've Learned, the podcast. Today, in the spirit of literally practicing right now in front of you, I want to talk about practice, okay? If you're in my Facebook group, you will be getting teachings all week long. If you're following me on Instagram, at the Cheryl Folland, I'll be posting 30-second bite-sized posts that you can read and interact with every morning um, based on this topic of practice and why is it called practice anyway. Why is it called practice, right? Did you know that the average master of anything, and I don't mean like master chef or like master teacher, I just mean in order for you to be considered proficient and like good at something, the average person needs to practice for around a thousand hours or more before it becomes second nature, before it comes becomes like a second part of who they are. Like how many of y'all still drop your phone on your face when you get a new phone because the weight is different? It takes some time with that new piece of equipment for it to become a new part of you. So what if we approach life from a place of learning? What if everything about life is practice? And not in a sense where there's no stakes and they don't matter, but in the sense of where when we don't get it exactly as, as smooth as we would like, or it's not as comfortable as we would like, or it's challenging, instead of giving up and saying, no, that thing was not for me. What if I approached it from a place of learning? What if I showed up consistently every single day, curious and open-minded without the pressure to be perfect or to be normal? Because friends, you might've heard it before, but normal is just a setting on the dryer. It is not a, a state of being. It's not something that we can achieve in our lifetime. There is no such thing as normal or even average in the human experience. Every person is unique, 100% unique. I was born an identical twin and we were still different. With that in mind, let's ditch the comparison, shall we? Here's a list of things that I've had to practice. Public speaking, including but not limited to podcasts, learning how to talk, conversationally and naturally, and being the kind of person who did speech therapy because I have speech problems. I get stuck on words and then I stutter or mumble through them, learning not to toss out the possibility of doing a podcast or a show like this, learning how to just go with it. So when I have what I call trough mumbles, for anyone who doesn't speak reverses, that is mouth troubles with the letters switched, I just go with it. I find it's a lot easier to lean into the mistake and make it and come out of it on the other side than it is to like try and get through the word. I get stuck and it gets worse and I get flustered and I get embarrassed. Instead of just saying it wrong, laughing about it and moving on, uh, I, I waste time and I undermine myself and all of those things. So I'm sure there's a lot of people who can relate to it, even if it's not about speaking. So that I've had to practice weight training, 
Oh, the amount of times I got injured because I thought my form was correct, but it was not correct. Having my partner around has really helped with that. And same with her, like switchy, like vice versa, switch it around. When she thinks her form is correct, because you can't see what your body is doing. So if you have someone else there and they can like help you make sure your muscles are tucked in the right spot or like your shoulders are out of your ears and all of those things, you're less likely to get injured. I got pretty like annoyingly and consistently injured until I learned how to hold my body and my muscles properly while weightlifting. Dancing. Ooh, man. Okay, so I, my dancing style has been described to me as somewhere in between camp counselor and professional dancer. And I take that as a huge compliment. And part of that is, is I actually have rhythm. Like I've taken music training. I have a grade two level music theory. I've done choral conducting. I took 12 years of music and voice lessons for singing. Um, I can play guitar and I can play with a piano is how I like to say that. I'm not classically trained on piano, but I can play with a piano. So like I, I have rhythm. So it shows up in my dancing. Do I have technical dancing training? Absolutely not. I have to practice at dancing. Conflict management. Okay, so my idea of managing conflict used to be to emotionally punch people in the face, to avoid it altogether, or to run as fast as I could emotionally and sometimes physically in the opposite direction. So I've had to practice conflict management. In other words, confrontation, dealing with anger, dealing with insecurity, dealing with anxiety, all of those things. New skills at a job. Anyone who's ever been in the service industry knows, especially my baristas, that every single shop, store, etc., seems to have a different point of sale system. And you're supposed to magically know, like the expectation of the customer is that you just already know how all these things work, but you don't. So you have to figure it out. Like, hello, literally everyone everywhere ever who has never worked in a grocery store. They don't give us like a two week period where we get to magically memorize all of the produce codes. That is an acquired skill over time, my friends. New skills at a job is something I've had to practice. Relationships. Oh, maybe that'll be like a whole season uh, next year. Someone, someone email me and remind me that I said this. How not to have relationships with Cheryl Falland. Okay, so we learn how to have good relationships usually by fucking it up. Let's be honest. Driving. Okay, so when I, I didn't get my driver's license until I was almost 26. I still don't have my full driver's license because I can't be bothered to get my driver's test. Like, it's a pandemic. I'm not going to sit one-on-one -on -one in a car with someone just to save $10 a month on my insurance. It's not worth it to me. Learning how to drive was scary as hell for me. Like, I was so afraid. Like, how do you not freak out when people are driving towards you on a road? Like, I, I didn't understand how I was supposed to remember to look at my mirrors, to check this thing, to check that thing, to look forward and backward and sideways and remember my lights and pay attention to my speed without looking at the speedometer, but still looking at the speedometer. And like, 
how like the pressure and the gas pedal and when to brake and when not to brake and like all of the rules of the road and it freaked me the frick out. But now I do it without even thinking about it. And it took doing it a lot, all of the time with the radio off because even that gave me anxiety to become proficient. And I've, I've been driving now for, uh, geez, how old am I? For nine years with no accident. Next, guitar. Ooh, if you were on my Instagram live today, we talked for a hot minute about how annoying it was when I was learning how to play guitar. It was so gross. It was so gross. Like I feel bad for anyone, but also at the same time, it's helped me to have grace for anyone else who's learning a new skill at all because people had to bear with me. Well, I sounded awful, but thought I sounded good because I sounded better than I did the day before. Cooking. Now, cooking, I started young, okay? But cooking, I learned how to cook at quite a young age. And it's been something that I've been actively developing ever since. It's been really fun. I've really enjoyed it. And I get more skilled at it and better at it as time progresses. And like building a routine has been the biggest learning curve and practice and trial and error experience of my life because first you have to try everyone else's routines and see if they work for you then you have to like be like is this not working because it's uncomfortable or is this not working because it goes against who I am fundamentally so you have to do like a lot of self-exploration and stuff so what do all these things have in common okay well I felt awkward as hell and sometimes vulnerable or even scared or unsafe when I was learning to do them. Radical honesty was more freaky to me than hopping on a plane to fly to Vietnam last minute and spend time with people I'd never met when I was training to be a missionary. Learning to drive scared me more than sharing my life story in a room full of strangers at a fundraising event. Wearing clothing that showed my body used to scare me more than never being seen. It used to scare me more than loneliness, and it used to scare me more than the health problems related to my weight, where if I would actually, you know, do something about them, I would have felt a lot better and gained all my confidence, which I now know because I've been doing that for the last 10 months. It takes consistency showing up every single day until something becomes an extension of my being rather than a task until it becomes a muscle memory, like with guitar, like with cooking, like with driving, like with walking when you're a child as an adult, because I broke my foot in five places and I had to learn to walk all over again. It took practice in all these areas to find what was right for me and what worked well. So, and, and every now and then I'll like try a different way and, and either add it, assimilate it to my routine or take it away, right? And I'll add it to my practice or take it away. For example, I have been getting up at 5 a.m. every day, 98% of the time. So sometimes I'll sleep in until like seven, oh no. But I wake up at 5 a.m. every day because I work out and then I do my things. And I wake up at that time for a lot of reasons. But the main reason is, is if I don't just rip the bandaid off and get up, I don't have 
a day that I'm proud of. And it doesn't matter whether it's super productive or not. That's not the point. I will be lazy, lying around, not get dressed, not have a shower, slip back into old and great habits if I don't intentionally and consistently show up for myself in a way that matters. So last week, I experimented after eight months of waking up at 5 a.m. every day. I experimented with moving my workout to the middle of the day. And what started happening is I was getting dressed and doing all my other stuff, like my podcast, like my work, like showing up for my clients, like the household chores, later and later and later until I had an entire week of dishes to do all at once. I have learned that I absolutely need to keep my routine that works for me. But you only get that by finding what works. And the only way you find what works is by trying on different hats. It's called practice because we're not meant to or expected to be perfect the first or even the hundredth time we try something. We just get better over time. And getting better over time means you actually have to take time and invest in this situation. Instead of running from discomfort and fear, what would happen if you leaned into it, leaned towards the things that make you uncomfortable, that make you feel silly, that make you feel like a beginner, and treated life as practice? Did you eventually learn to walk, drive, write, read, cook, clean, and speak? Did you learn how to do your laundry after ruining some clothes when the colors bled or something shrank? <laughs> you put too many things in and your washer was off balance and you thought it was an earthquake and that only happened to me? Okay. Did you learn to bake after burning some cookies? Did you learn to plan ahead after being stuck without something that you needed it most? Or did you give up and never try again? Life is the same. You will get there. There is no timeline. There is no winning. There is only practice. Consistent and intentional. Showing up and doing our best. And we get better the more that we do it. How are you going to show up this week? Are you freaked out? Am I freaking you out right now? Why do you hold yourself to a higher standard than the rest of humanity? Where does the striving come from in your life? Why is there a fear of failure attached to even the things that you can't possibly be expected to know or to deal with? Like the people who avoid the doctor because they know they're sick, but if the doctor tells them they're sick, then somehow they'll magically be sick? Like you already are, you already know something is out of whack, right? That's operating out of fear. You might be operating out of fear without knowing it if you avoid tasks because you aren't confident in the skills needed to accomplish them. If you wouldn't even try something because it requires asking for help of any kind. Me, hi, this is me for a long time. If I had to be vulnerable and ask for help, I wouldn't even try. You should yourself when you make a mistake of any size. Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Oh, I'm so dumb. Why didn't I do this? I should have done this. I should have known better. I should have been better. I should have been smarter. I should have said this. I should have not said this. I should have remembered. I should have whatever. If you should have, would have, could have yourself, you're operating out of fear. If you have cultivated a lack of follow through in your life to the point where you won't even try. Oh, I've tried that before. 
and I didn't stick to it. I, I'm really bad with commitment. Like we make all these excuses, right? If you have a history of saying something, that you'll do something and then making excuses or ghosting people, situations altogether, you're operating out of fear. I promise you that is the root cause, whether you want to believe it or not. And you might be operating out of fear if you feel triggered by today's podcast at all. Don't run from fear. Lean into fear. As someone who has a documented anxiety disorder that I've actively practiced overcoming for years and I'm finally seeing some freaking movement, you can trust me when I say fear is not what hurts us. It's our response or lack of response to the fear. I want you to choose something to practice. I want you to choose something and instead of practice making it perfect because perfection is unattainable, there is no such thing. I want you to allow yourself to be messy. I want to allow yourself to go against what you think everyone else is doing or expects from you. And I want you to practice. Show up consistently and intentionally curious and open-minded and just remember, normal is a setting on the dryer. If you have comments, questions, ideas, and you need help, just reach out to me. I'm on Facebook at Cheryl Folland Guidance. I'm on Instagram at, at the Cheryl Folland. And if you go to my Instagram and you follow me, you can check out the link in my bio and it'll take you to anywhere else that you need to go.